Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are back with another anniversary uh, anniversary review. In this one, we are doing um, 1989's Lean On Me, directed by John G. Avildsen. Joining me as always, Mariano. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Everything's good Yeah, pretty good. Here. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Awesome episode on uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, thanks, man. That was, uh, I even uh, did the intro like you. I was like, I need to take notes. Uh, I had to listen to, I listened to <laughs> Peter's recording of the intro multiple times, slow it down, back it up, flip it, boom, I got it. So, very a lot nice, of work, very man. Nice. You did a, a good job? <laughs> I, I did listen to the whole thing, uh-huh. obviously, because I have not seen oh, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But I did, you know, I listened to the beginning, heard, uh, heard your intro uh you know doing your best peter impersonation it was good it was great right. and then um you know once you guys got into spoilers i just went to the end and and sounded great nice. so good job yeah you took the exit there because you're like nope don't find out what happened buddy you gotta go see it it's a lot That's of right. fun it was a That's lot of fun right. i am grooming you to take over one oh, day oh wow <laughs> <laughs> the student becomes the master but, uh, <laughs> yes the, I, I hear that's a saying <laughs> Um, so this movie, Lead on Me, came out uh, March third, nineteen eighty nine. So we're just a little after, a little past. Uh, what is it? 20, 30, 30, 30, 30 years. years yeah, thirty years at this yep. point. Yeah. Um, so what we like to do on this show for anybody that's tuning in for the first time, we'd like to take a look back at the weekend of this movie's release and look at some of the other movies that came out. Uh, so some of the other movies, this is actually kind of a big weekend. We got about one, two, three, four, five, six movies, including this one. That made six figures. Hmm. Uh, the ones that are worth noting: Dream a Little Dream, okay. The Corys, the Corys right? Yep. Uh, New York Stories. New York Stories. Hmm. That one did a lot better than a Dream a Little Dream, almost by double. Oh wow! Uh, that yeah, that one I have not heard oh. of. Uh, but looking at the hmm. It's a Woody Allen movie, oh. and it's got Woody Allen, Adrian Brody, Kirsten Dunst. Huh. Wow. Kirsten Dunst must have been a oh, I, kid. Yeah, I, I, I knew. Yeah. Yeah, she must have been very, very young. I, I feel that's even before um, her Interview stint with on... Interview right? Bram, yeah, yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. That, no, 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 no. Interview yeah, with right, the Vampire. Yeah. You're right. That 92, maybe, when that one came out? Oh, she was a kid. She was like a toddler then. She was, she was, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, New York Woody stories. Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, Skin Deep is also another movie that came out. I know that one. Um, John Ritter, right? Let's see here. It is, it does not have that detail, oh. but uh looks like it might be John Ritter. Let's see here. It's John Ritter. I can't look at the picture. Yeah, it's, okay. It's known for so. a famous uh, glow-in-the-dark condom scene. Where they just show the glow in the dark condom in the dark. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about this movie. <laughs> okay, okay. It, uh, the cover art looks really weird. It's basically zoomed in on a woman's cleavage, you know, wearing bra underwear. Yeah. And he is tight roping in between her bra. Yeah, that sounds about, that sounds about right. That's that sounds okay. like a problem all the way around. We're not gonna worry about that. Let's just say glow in the dark condoms. Yeah, no. That was the, yeah. That was, that was uh, how and got that's you pretty in. much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Lean on Me obviously ruled the box office uh, that weekend. Right. Um, so not not a bad weekend for for some releases that I guess made some money. Uh, the number one song that was out at the time of this movie's release, "Lost in Your Eyes" by Debbie Gibson. <laughs> I have to hear it again. I know Debbie Gibson. I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. I know her. Lost she is making the rounds, I think, at some of those like uh, you know throwback concerts. I, I I don't think she came to the Portland one not too long ago, but uh, I think I've seen her. You know, hooking up with like Stevie B in other parts of the country. Nice. Um, yeah. I I have. I do like Debbie Gibson more than I'd like to admit, which I just admitted. So there you go. <laughs> uh, look i was watching well, um, I mean, allegra i don't know if you uh my uh, the other podcast i'm in tv ate my brain little plug there uh we covered just the whole season of the umbrella academy on netflix which came out like last right. earlier in the month or 
last month or whatever. We just kind of mm-hmm. did one episode talk about the whole thing. And this is one like big scene where they there is the pretty much everybody in that show is dancing to uh Tiffany's um uh uh I think we're alone now. I don't know if you know that song. Oh, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah anyway. I do know. I love that song too. So there's a little bit of uh, you know, I'll admit it. It's all good. No shame here. You, shame free zone. You, you like the the women of that era. Yeah. You know, your Pat Benatar's yeah. and Oh yeah, Pat yeah. Benatar. Yeah, I love Pat Benatar. Just not heart. Not hard. Just not hard. So, so I'm not. I'm not a complete sexist. <laughs> oh shoot! Let me stop. Uh, what, what about um, what is that Wilson sisters band? Wilson Phillips. Oh, it was uh, oh Wilson Phillips. Or are you talking about um, the Judds? Because I like the Judds too, man. They were kind of country, yeah. but they were pretty good. The Wilson Phillips. Yeah. Wilson Phillips was okay. I'm not my not my cup of tea at the at that point. I I grew up. Okay. I grew up, Peter. I was like my my musical uh taste you know advanced by that point uh advanced yeah mm. advanced so yeah. so by, by that point <laughs> when they were hot you were already I you moved on. kids to get off your lawn yeah i moved on yeah i was like <laughs> uh all right all right well that's enough of, for the music right. uh around that time so let's get into this um lean on me this this one i was really excited to to cover because i haven't seen it in so long right do you remember the last time you saw this movie? Probably around the time it came out. Maybe like, uh, I would say wow. probably like the year it came out, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, I can't pinpoint the last time I saw it. Probably sometime early 90s, I would say, on, on TV, I'd imagine. Right, right. Uh, this movie I mentioned was directed by John G. Alvaldson. Does that name ring a bell to you? I cheated. So I know that he directed <laughs> All the Karate Kids. One, two, and three. The the, the first three. The first three. Yep. Uh, he directed Rocky. He did. And I was like, wow. So, and I think he did something else along the... I can't remember. He did Rocky 1 and 5, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I couldn't tell you about 5 because that one I still haven't seen. Okay. And I I think those are the ones that are note, of note, I should say. Um. I would I would agree with that. I I didn't pull up his filmography, but um, this was one of those that I was like surprised, like oh wow, he did that. Okay, interesting. And that was another reason I was looking forward to to watching this myself. Um, just the a little bit of the the cast here. Uh, Morgan Freeman plays Mr. Clark, Joe Clark, Crazy or Joe Crazy Joe Clark, Crazy Joe, I think. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Todd plays Mrs. Uh, is it Lavias? Is that is that how you pronounce it? Do you remember? Yeah, Lavias. I think I think you call her Lavias. Le- I can't remember. Uh, Lavias. Le- Maybe it's Lavias. Lavias. Uh, she is assistant principal. Is that? Right, assistant principal. Okay, assistant yeah, principal. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or vice vice principal, yeah. Vice principal. Uh, let's see here. Tony Todd, just a little shout out there, is the dean of security. Yep. Hey, is it me or he kind of looks like Rondo young. in this movie? <laughs> wow. Yo, Tony Todd's tall, man. Yeah, he is. Right? He, maybe maybe that's like why he was Candyman. over everybody. You know? Yeah, right. Um, no, yo, Tony Todd, legit scary in Candyman. Absolutely. Legit. Absolutely. Uh I'm trying to see the, the the list here. It's got everybody in here. Um, Dude, Jermaine Michael Hopkins plays Sam's. Michael Beach, who's that? Mm-hmm. D- Mr. Darnell. Um, if if yes, and he has been in a bunch of stuff, man. And he's usually he usually plays like uh, a dick, <laughs> like in the 100, and then uh, oh god, all kinds of other shows. I would see him. You're like, oh man. Oh, Mr. Darnell. He, he was the the coach. Yeah. The coach got got replaced by a white coach. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Yep. That that was interesting. We'll we'll get to that. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned Sam's, uh, Kanisha, right? Carrie or K- Karen White. Uh, she is. Right. Uh, she plays. She plays kind of like the student that he knew from. I don't know if it was mil- middle school, or elementary school, elementary school. I think yeah. So yeah. he he's known her. She she's like one of the top students that you know he, um, has a relationship with. Uh, Sam's was one of the kids that he threw out, but pleaded to come back because he's got nothing else. You know, kind of your, your your chubby kid that uh, you know he in these coming of age movies you got to have like that one fat kid, and he kind of like uh, fills that trope, I guess. Um, you know, because right. he's also you know kind of a comedic relief a little bit. I know there's another character. Uh, what was it, Terrence? Right, Ter- Terrence wasn't he? Is it Clarence or Terrence? He I was, kind of forget. There's a lot of characters in here. That's why I'm trying to. There's a bunch of characters. Um, that's for sure. Clarence. 
Clarence. Okay, so Clarence, cl- yeah. Clarence is the, the class that. clown. He's a class clown, right. so he's also a little bit right. of a comedic relief. Um, and also, I'm trying to think of like the the other actor who is uh, is it Robert uh, Guyami? I can't. Oh, Robert Guillaume. Oh, Guillaume. Robert Guillaume. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last he's name. Known. I just, you know, he he's the face that he's you good. see in everything. Yeah. He's the voice of Rafiki yeah. in The Lion King. Yeah. Um, yep. I've never heard his last name pronounced. For so. all those, for all those eighties people, they know him as Benson, who was a character in the show Soap, who ended up having his own show called Benson. Mm. So didn't see any yeah. of those. He was a May dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're young. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, right? That's pretty much the yeah. You know, your your, yeah. your main people. Um. Yeah. So a little as ref- far as uh, as far as seasoned actors, Robert Guillaume and Morgan Freeman were like the main, like the the more you can kind yes. of tell. You could tell kind of some of these uh the older actors, like the ones that have been around for a while, that they had like a really more confidence or just a better feel for whatever scenes they were in compared to some of the kids who are still either learning or maybe not as good or not seasoned, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, little refresher for those that have not seen this in a while, kind of like us. Uh, a school that Mr. Clark once taught at had turned to shit, pretty much. Um, and that's just, you know, the, uh, that's an understatement, honestly. <laughs> it, it, it's gotten pretty bad. He is called back by uh, Dr. Napier, who he once taught with there, to be the new principal to pretty much clean the school up and get the kids to be able to pass the minimum um, state requirements in order. What well, what would happen if they don't pass? Oh, uh, the state would take over the school, and so the, the state would take over the school district. I think, and they'll be like, well, they they would like make all the decisions, and that's happened before. Um, I believe in a Richmond school district in San, in California they had that happen to him for a few years so it it takes away like from the city itself you know so that's something they don't want to do yeah for the most part and also um this movie is loosely based on the story of uh the joe clark uh from new jersey uh who in real life was also the uh, inner city high school principal there um so obviously this movie's dramatized and they probably just took like the idea of what went over there and amped it up I, i'd imagine i mean yeah. uh th- i can see some yeah. realism uh in, in this movie but i feel s- some were a little over exaggerated for shock value oh. yeah. can you see some realism yeah, i mean, I mean there are people they're human beings yes on, that is <laughs> on real the screen so that is real well i mean I, we, we've seen other <laughs> movies like this like dangerous minds you know where um That's immediately where i went to yeah like when i was watching this absolutely yeah. you know the, i mean this in itself is a genre right you also have a movie yeah. called stand and deliver the, the principal yep. right with uh jim belushi yep um yep, exactly there's another movie i never saw it but it's like class of 1999 or something or oh you, really you know what i'm talking I about I, I, I think it's i feel like it's supposed to take place in the future at least when it first came out and um okay it has sasha mitchell in it from step by step oh. Right, kickboxer. Oh, okay. Wow. No, I don't think. I, wow, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I, I forget yeah, there's what a whole, it was. There's a whole genre. Yeah, there's a whole genre. Exactly. It, it kind of started. I think the first one that came out was like Stand and Deliver because I was like 86 or 87, I think. Okay. Lou Diamond Phillips and uh, Edward James Olmos. Sh- sh- shout out to Lou Diamond um, Phillips. Yep, La yep, Bamba. Exactly. <laughs> Got to bring him up. Always. Uh, and it that was kind of a role that put. Uh, I wouldn't say put Edward James Olmos on the map, but kind of boosted him up would you say already, would you say it like, almost put him on the map almost but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow that was good thank that you was real. see this is I, i'm a dad but i have a teenager i'm not like a dad of a new baby so that's this is like the, the talent that comes from a, a a new new dad you're not new dad but your new baby dad well so i mean saying. that's, I, that's the, quality right the there, talent right of two teenagers you know oh, yeah. you know a young yeah. one and a yeah. newborn so you know there you go exactly hey. Man, you just got all this like uh, dad, dad joke material. Hey, man, that was it's an just... alley oop. That was easy. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't crack it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised I didn't almost do it myself. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, this movie, I, I, I want to get, <laughs> I want to get your. Yeah. Okay, so this is. Well, is this rated R? I forget. Oh shoot! You know what? That's a good question because, I, I don't know, man. I think it it should might be not maybe it's PG thirteen. I would think. Huh, I don't know. PG-13, yeah, PG-13. 
Okay, for some reason, I thought it was rated R. Uh, but, I mean, it's got language, right? It, it's got some violence. Language, I think, is the main... Language is the, same, is, is the thing. Some violence, yeah. Yeah, so PG-13. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah. I didn't see anything that would make this R, but at, for some reason, I thought it might have been. Um, a lot of movies, what they do is they try to set a certain tone at the beginning of the movie. With this one, it's a little bit different because we get a, a, a bunch of different things. What's funny is, since you and I, we haven't seen this in so long... The movie starts off back in like um, 1966 or something like that. Yeah, right. 66, 67. And I'm all like, like yeah. wait a minute, this is a period movie. What happened? <laughs> like it threw me <laughs> off. I'm, you know, I uh, I knew it, I knew it wasn't, but I was like, oh shit, I don't remember that first scene where they just you know telling telling us, hey, this is the set. We're gonna set this up, you guys. This is gonna be Morgan Freeman. By the way, Morgan Freeman to me is like one of one of top tier american actors right i mean that's like without a doubt the man's won an academy award mm-hmm. this has been he is probably one of the, the if not the best narrator you know what i mean he can narrate anything yeah yeah oh he can narrate right. a freaking phone book you know what exactly this movie and, uh, needs but, to be shown in every school okay let me tell you okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to argue with you on this okay. one <laughs> uh this is morgan freeman at his yelliest at, at his holleringest He's hollering throughout the whole fucking movie. Yes, he is. And it, it, he threw, who, at the first, I think I spent the first 20 minutes or so saying, what did they do that at? That, that was my reaction yes. to the movie. What did they do that at? So, no, I don't think this movie should be shown to any, no, I don't think it should be shown <laughs> to anybody with eyes. That's just me, though. Oh, okay. So, we're going to get into it. Interesting. We're going to get into Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, will agree, I will agree with you that he is the the, the, the shoutiest. <laughs> the hollering-est. The, yeah. The shoutiest The, the shoutiest of Morgan Freeman's. <laughs> Uh, of them all, he can go toe to toe with any other Morgan Freemans that exist in any, any parallel other, universe. Yeah. <laughs> he, he will outshout every other Morgan Freeman out there, uh, bar none. Yeah, he's the holleringest of them all. Yes, I mean that—that that is definitely one of the questions that I was uh, uh, going to ask you. You know, do you agree with his methods? I don't agree with a lot of it, but some of it is effective. Um, I just—I don't like how he treats his staff. Was it, you know, and I'm glad. Was it though? I mean, I guess the question becomes like, here's the thing. What is real and what isn't? Now, I've, I looked up after watching it. I'm like, okay, I got to see who the fuck wrote this, right? Okay. So this is the story. This is based. Anytime they say based on a true story when it comes to a um, biopic, they, they're, there's always like, uh, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Right. You know what I mean? Unless somebody does a ton of research and does like an extensive amount of when it comes to like an autobiography or, an, or a biography where you can like really, you know, I think those are a little, it's kind of hard to tell, but as far as like, somebody doing the research and, and putting a movie out there. Like there was a, there was a um, biography of Che Guevara, which I read, which was turned into two part movies with Benicio del Toro. And I saw the first part and it stuck pretty close to what the book was stating. And the guy who did the book did a ton of research. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a little more likely what happened when it comes to stories like the Joe Clark story here. I'm like, how, how much of that is really true? Why did they just take the, the essence of the of his story and put it into a film and then so i looked up who the writer was and i was like it's some some white dude who wrote who wrote uh colors and i'm like oh no wonder this fucking movie felt like colors but in high school you know what i mean the first scene in the high school itself i'm like it, it was ridiculous and i think i think the thing that kind of threw me off is that i went to a high school that was supposed to be rough right in uh in san francisco it was so rough that they wrote an article in the in the local paper that it should be shut down because kids are scared to walk in the halls and that kind of shit i was a freshman coming in there five five one five two like 100 pounds i didn't see any of the stuff they're talking about now there were you know people dealing drugs there here and there there was like um i think you know i've seen a gun or two that kind of stuff you know but it wasn't like rampant like this first scene of this movie so when i see this i'm like is this somebody's depiction of what they've heard of? Did this guy go to this high school and find it out? I doubt it. So this is like a very sensationalized thing. And to me, it's like right away, a teacher kid is ass beat and, and uh, thrown, you know, uh, thrown, uh, gone to the hospital. A girl gets her like shirt ripped off in the bathroom with a fight, you know, girls pulling, uh, picking on her. The world's worst drug deal happens in front of the school with the door open. Well, and then one guy gets like the back of his head <laughs> smashed into the ground. Yeah, that was a teacher. Oh, that, yeah, was the teacher. that was the teacher. Okay, I didn't, I didn't get this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. that was like an older man teacher, like whatever. So, and the, that drug deal was so bad, and I don't know who was older, the teacher coming in with dealing the drugs, or the student that was buying the drugs, because they both look about the same age. Well, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, the, the, what, like, this is, a lot this of those students ridiculous. have been oh. there for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Yeah. Yo, my eyes 
rolled so fucking far watching this first scene and subsequent scenes. And I, I just think overall, like I know we're going to get to an iconic scene that to me should have been like the, 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 it's going to show you how serious this, this whole thing is and how, how we're going to change this around. And it, I laughed so hard. It should not have been funny, but it was the funniest fucking scene I've seen in the, in the whole movie. And I was like, wow. So uh, maybe I'm not the audience for it. I hated this thing. I didn't really? Like it at all. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. I did not like it. I liked um, Morgan. Well, Morgan Freeman is Morgan. Again, he's like so fucking iconic. A- any scene that he was with uh, Robert Guillaume, they had really good scenes together because, again, I think they bounced off each other well. They had good chemistry and they were like, like again, they're very seasoned actors. And whenever Morgan Freeman had an, uh, a scene with like certain of the teachers, it worked out also in that sense. But him basically yelling and berating everybody, I'm like, I don't know. It, I feel like whoever, the man who wrote this, just did a shitty job on my in my opinion okay all right it's a very interesting um so i don't think like you know this is worthy of any type of nomination for the writing uh what i do like about the writing is making joe clark being such an ass and being really extra with a lot of things and having the other staff members you know address his his attitude his behavior and stuff like that so I think they acknowledge like how ridiculous Joe, crazy Joe is and having like these regular teachers, you know, you know, um, you know, whether they, they quit or, you know, Mr. Darnell reacting the way he did, you know, uh, when he flips the table, I go, yes, yes, I would do that too. You know, so this, the, the movie, when I say r- realism, I didn't mean like this movie seems completely realistic. I kind of, uh, okay, so the beginning, what I find interesting is that I was like, what, what tone are they trying to set? Because I was scared with, with, the, with the ongoings at the school when they first show us, um, you know, right before Mr. Clark t- uh, comes in, cleans things up. I was just like, oh, I, 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 I kind of misremembered. Like, okay, maybe this is darker than I thought it was going to be. But once he gets rid of like all the, the bad kids, you know, th- that moment where he has them all on stage and stuff and kicks them all out. It it becomes tonally it becomes a little bit lighter, right? I'm just so I I don't know. I, I think they were trying to establish how bad the school was. That way, at the end, when it's a stand up and cheer moment, I think you maybe maybe not believe it more, but I think it feels a little bit more earned. Yeah, I I, I kind of get where they were going with this. I just don't think they did it. Okay, yeah, I think it was cheap. Well, that's fair. Done. All right. Shout out, shout out to uh, young uh, Christopher from Sopranos on that stage. He got kicked out of the school real easy, real quick. I remember that name being brought up during our un, uh, unsolved. I, I feel. Yeah, he was he. He's a you know in Sopranos. He was the nephew. Uh, Never saw uh, it. Tony Tony Sopranos. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh oh, what's worse, this film in my eyes or you not? <laughs> oh wow. Okay. That and the wire. No. Yeah, and The Wire. Hey, I didn't you have just, HBO back then. You just—I was gonna say—you just hate good things on HBO. That's what it is. Hey, well, now, when I'm not I gonna got ask HBO, you if you watch, I went straight to Game of Thrones. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm gonna be so mad at you if you did not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Cruel Summer is is better than Winter is Coming. <laughs> but I am looking forward to this last season. Okay, and then the spinoff, whatever that is. <laughs> right? Yeah, the prequels and what ah. whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't think they accomplished. I, here's the thing. To me, I feel like the way that they depicted this high school before everything went down or whatnot is it reminded me of like what they p- depicted the future Detroit in RoboCop. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. The streets of yeah. Detroit in RoboCop. I agree it's with the same that. Thing. I agree with it's that. It's the same thing that they like. They, they did the same kind of depiction with like other a lot of other movies around this this time. And I get it. There's 1989 or whatnot. And maybe they filmed it in '88 and released in '89. I'm not sure how that works. But like there's this whole idea that that. Brown, brown and black kids are just like you know leaving to their own devices they turn the place to shit you know like they, where where's the white hoodlum uh high school movie is there one and by the way they don't these high school movies i don't think tend to have proms just the white ones right is that how it works i'm i don't know the rules here i'm not hollywood um no that's uh, you, you you make some very very <laughs> valid points there yeah absolutely Mind you, I'm, I'm i'm watching this with 2019 eyes i don't recall yes. i think when i did see it I think I did when I, when I did see it like in '89. Um, I do recall going like, "Yeah, this guy's just an asshole," you know. Because you're right, the whole the whole him berating everybody's like the music teacher. And I understand 
Mozart, yeah, what's Mozart going to do for these kids? Yeah, he's trying to be like, oh, we got to be practical and learn some stuff, whatever. Fine. But he came at the teacher like, what I say goes. And they're like, well, we have recital due. We're, the whole point of finishing something that they start is should be part of your whole idea of being responsible. But you're over here shooting, you know, shooting everybody down and yelling and hollering. I'm like, you know, of course, how are you going to how are you going to turn? How are you going to have anybody work for you like that? I, in my job, you can't talk to me like that. Right. Just like how you shouldn't expect me to talk to anybody like that. Do you know what I mean? And I've dealt with physicians who have done that. And I would have to be like, this is not helping. You yelling at me is not helping. Make anything go faster, you know, because that doesn't. Puts everybody on edge. So right. Unprofessional what also. The, what the fuck, again, you know, what the fuck they do that at? Yeah. The whole time I'm going, where they do that at? You know, I, I guess in my mind, I'm just like, ah, 89, so different from, you know, the way <laughs> right, school yeah. could be now. Um, I, I guess, you know, like, uh, when I said that every kid needs, needs to watch this, I'm not talking about like how, like, hey, you know, you can be in worse situations. I think where uh, I was going with it is, you know, the character of Sam's where, you know, apparently he got kicked because uh, kicked out because he had been caught smoking crack, but he wants to stay in school. And you know, Mr. Clark working with him, you know, to get to to come back in to the school. Uh, Kanisha, uh, a great student, we find out she gets impregnated, and um, you know, kind of uh, she doesn't have her mother because her mother gave her up because she herself um, didn't see see herself fit in raising a child. Those are kind of the things that I, I think you know kids should watch this and be like, you know what. Whatever my situation is, I can always find help. I don't need or I don't have to do this on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like I mean I think those are some good those are things that are good. Mm-hmm. I mean those are good things, but I just don't feel like they did it in earnest. I don't think it was an earnest job of them dealing with those things. It was sensationalized and again, depicting certain kids a certain way and it's it's fuck it, it was it was kind of pissing me off a little bit and i'll be honest with you the whole crack on the on the on the rooftop scene made me laugh out loud it should not make me laugh out loud <laughs> it, it was pretty he's, bad you know he's yeah. yelling at him you smoke crack and i'm like and i and then we realized if only we could yell at everybody who smokes crack then we could stop this epidemic right because obviously hollering at somebody about smoking crack is the cure to smoking crack <laughs> well like, i mean he, he tells j- to say here? jump off the, the roof <laughs> yeah either way, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when you just so kill yourself now it becomes so much quicker jump out the roof it's like what uh, i was like this is i was laughing that scene is funny it is not supposed to be funny but it is and i think that's act, uh, writing and directing because it's not like you have a bad actor you know what i mean no. now the kid not so good but morgan freeman is fucking excellent so I, I, and again i am like watching it with these eyes <laughs> these present eyes <laughs> not from back then, but it's like, but even then, it's like, this is just ridiculous. Who, uh, I'm like, they had some certain things they were saying that that made sense, but then they turn around and do all this other shit, and I'm like, and I and I, it was kind of a little bit everywhere because you're they're addressing the they're addressing how how racism does does uh kind of push down certain people and it and it does and they were addressing that to a certain extent but then they turn around and do some other shit that didn't make any fucking sense so to me i was just like okay i I, you're a little you're trying to make it seem like you're trying to say something without really saying anything of substance or really earning that you know i don't think they earned that i think hollering at a kid about smoking crack and you know you just jump off the roof instead and and all that i don't know it just it 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 was uh peter i'm telling you man halfway through this movie i'm like when is this gonna end I know they're gonna. Do, I know they're gonna sing "Lean on Me." When is this gonna end? Because I am like just my eyes. Cue the song. Cue the song. Let's end this movie now. Yeah. Where's the song? <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. So speaking yes. of music, I just want to give a little shout out to the composer. Uh, music by Bill Conti um, is also somebody that John G. Allison likes to use. You know, Karate Kid, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. Okay. Well, gosh, I can see. I can understand. You know, you're frustrated with this movie, and you know this is a hard pass. I, I again, I'm thinking, you know, 1989 times of you know right. times of change. Obviously, the, the writing styles, um, you know, clearly not not grounded like it is now. Uh, so, you know, I, I that's why that's why I do these shows. That's why I do these old movie uh, m- movies because I feel I can kind of place myself in the time and forgive it a little bit more. 
you know, maybe I am too forgiving at, at times. You know, we, we did 50 first dates where I'm like, oh, this movie's still good. <laughs> as problematic as, as it was. Um, right. and, but I think it's a good contrast, you know, with, with how you feel yeah. about the movie. And I think this is still worth a watch. And I still recommend people to go check this out, uh, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. Because to me, I still enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Um, it, yeah. It's a better but, version of uh, Dangerous Minds. You know, I, I think this is, you know, one of the top God, versions seen... of these I got to see Dangerous Minds again. We will uh, add it to the other okay, list. <laughs> all right. But you know what? Stand, I'll put it right now. Stand and Deliver. If I, now, Kirk, I don't know because I haven't seen it since a long, in a long time also. But my understanding is that that's a better movie than out of all these genres. But okay. I could be completely off base. I, you know what I mean? Like I... I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go back and watch any of these things now. It, you know, <laughs> it was what's that parody with John Lovitz and Tia Carrera? What was it called? Oh, uh, High School a, High. They did a High School High, right? That's yeah. the first time I think uh, I was introduced I'm to Mike Pfeiffer. Watch. I'm just gonna go watch uh, High School High. <laughs> yeah, you, you <laughs> at least know, I know what they're. You know to what do. I learned from that movie is that you can shoot up in between your toes. <laughs> oh wow. Jesus, that's the takeaway. Yeah, well, because there's one scene where John Lovitz is supposed to make this drug deal, but he's doing it undercover. And they're like, where's your tracks at? They're looking at his arm. He goes, I do it between my toes or something like that. I'm like, what? So that's what I learned from that movie. Oh, my God. That movie's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe Uh, we should add that somewhere, too. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, yeah. All right. I'm, yeah, I was frustrated with this. I know. I, I'm like, man, I'm, I don't want to be like a Debbie Donner or anything, but, you know, just, anyway. Again, again it's kind of it like happens, the two, two sides to, to this, yeah. right? I, I think yeah, that, you know, exactly. some people will agree, yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah, I, I remember liking that movie, and some, like, yeah. you know, Morano's making all these valid-ass points, and <laughs> I, I won't watch that. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the scene where uh, he is, um, uh, There, there's this... I don't know if it's a board, but it's, a, it's like shortly after he, uh, you know, expels like 300 students, fires all these right. faculty members, and then right. and then like the um, the school board, the teachers and teachers and parents are involved. I don't know, it's PTA meeting or whatever. But then they question his methods and things like that, and he's pretty much like preaching to them. Oh <laughs> and what moment I was right? like, man, he sounds like a reverend right now, and they even pointed <laughs> out. Yeah, they're like, we're not a church here. We don't need a sermon because he was totally preaching. He was. He really time. was. I thought that was funny. You know, but I gotta I thought... say, you know what's you know what's good is because he's such a good orator, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, man, if we had if we can clone Morgan Freeman, so like when he's like, let's say he'll be like, um, like 35, 40 years old, like in ten years, then he can play Barack Obama. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great orator, dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we just need a young Morgan Freeman, like commanding. You know, he's got the build commanding he doesn't look like him but he's he's got a commanding like presence about him well so he was totally preaching to them the whole time and and uh yeah i'll go you don't need a bullhorn dude you're already yelling pretty good you're doing fine you don't need a bullhorn i think it's just one of those things like you know we we needed to throw that in there just to make him more of a character uh well he was supposed to be known for that by the way that was that's the one thing i think that's uh, probably the one true thing about joe clark's that he had a bat and a bullhorn okay that is actually a thing that's the thing that that he had and I guess he was a, a a drill sergeant. That's my like when I was reading up on on him. Oh, that makes sense. So I don't too. know. If, okay, I can see that. I don't know. This is where your area of expertise, Peter. I've never dealt with a drill sergeant. You have. So if that's the case, he just never left that work. At work, it, it, he took it, it to the schools. I don't know. Damn, you know what? Now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense to his character. Um, obviously, don't carry around bullhorns, but the way he talks and you know belittles people, very much like a drill instructor slash. Um, uh, drill sergeant, you know, things of that nature, because that's what they do. They break you down as a person and build you back up as a soldier. And um, if that is true, you know, the time frame lines up. That's when, you know, in basic and, you know, boot camp, they can put their hands on you and they can talk to uh, talk to you any way they want. Any old way, right? Any yeah. old way. You know, right. that's the old army. Right. That's what they say. And right. and when I was going through basic, they would refer to us as the new army, you know, as, as a bit of a, a derogative term. Um, right. So I can actually see that, and you know, you know what? Now, now I kind of like that more, and I think I understand that more now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So see, they I would say, you, "I can help out sometimes." Yeah, yeah. There you go. Sometimes. See, yeah, the, now, hey, j- jump off the, I, I the the roof. You yeah, know, yeah, right, smoke I, crack. I, like, hey, that makes sense now. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. S. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you might have made it better for me now. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't think that was your intent, but uh, but you not did. Really. I know. I was just I'm just giving you info, man. Okay. That's all. That's the stuff we looked up. I like it now. <laughs> I, I like it more. Look, I, Allegra didn't watch the movie with me, right? Uh, but I had to show her the uh, uh, you smoke crack, you smoke crack boy scene. <laughs> uh huh. On the rooftop, and she's like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, "Yep." Oh, and I had to show her the the drug dealing scene in the beginning of the movie. That was, wow, uh, magnifique. That was like, that was the worst. Oh, okay. No, right. I'm I'm done with that. What was the scene that you were talking about that was just so funny that that, that oh, wasn't the meant roof, to be the crack on the roof? Oh, okay, the okay, the okay. I got that you. Be, that when you look at that scene, that's a pivotal like. Okay, when you look at the beat, you know, I know it's kind of still early on in the movie because you're still they're still setting a uh setting what they want to do with this. And you figure this is a pivotal moment in Sam's uh life and in the principal's life. And this is like like a very like serious moment. A kid who smokes crack. By the way, he did not buy crack, he bought pills. So I don't know where the fuck the crack they're talking about. And where where anyway, I'm not even gonna go down that route. Pivotal scene, very serious, and the way he de- the way it's delivered and stuff, it's funny. I was laughing. That shit was. It shouldn't have been funny, but it was. So I'm like, I, I think I was too. That, man. I think yeah, I was, it was too. Hilarious. Just because it's so ridiculous, you know. It is ridiculous. Yes. And it, that comes uh, off in the writing, but you know, um, yeah. I and how did they know he smoked crack? How did he know that? Uh, Who knows that? You know. I mean, <laughs> I know. Uh, snitches get stitches. You know. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Something, but um, yeah. I I do like the fact that he does give him a second chance, you know. Uh yeah. you know, everybody sure. kind of deserves. So Mr. Darnell, you know, against his own will was rehired. Right. right. One thing though, I I wish that we could have, you know, rather than exposition, we actually see why Mr. Darnell was demoted, you know, cuz cuz that was actually a very interesting um decision that he made right there in that meeting. And also the way he addressed the faculty. I'm just like, "Look, man, there ain't no students yeah. around. You ain't got to be like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know? you shouldn't be like what, that, um, period, with your faculty members. He pretty, but... he pretty much said that the school, that the team sucked, so now you're demoted because your team sucks. Is that what it was? That he was just a shitty coach? I guess so. That's what I got out of that, man. I don't know. It was like, really? Okay. Well, how's this other coach going to make it any better? If the t- I don't uh, I don't know, man. Some of that stuff didn't make sense to me. I'll, I'll say the one thing, too, that kind of irritated me is that the um, antagonist to his story was like, mustache twirler man it was like it just was she was just there just to antagonize him just to do so it was like okay and the whole backhanded back backhanded shit with the mayor and you know little little schism from uh from the fire chief mm-hmm. <laughs> little racism from him and mm-hmm. little racism from the lawyer too i'm like what's happening here i'm like they're just throwing everything in there but the kitchen sink uh, anyway, I don't know what you think about her, the lady who's a, uh, became a, a board member, the school board member. I mean, I thought she was, you know, I'm going to use the word loosely, but uh, I thought she was effective, right? Well, we, we needed something, you know, to kind of root against. That way we can root for Mr. Clark because he, he already is, you know, crazy Joe, right? Um, and also it was something to kind of move the story along. So that way when he does get arrested for locking up the doors, you know, it's it's somebody that the students can go up against too to kind of save Mr. Clark. So I thought I thought it was fine. You know, she okay. You know, there was no dimensions to her character. She's just supposed to be that that well, person no, we yeah. root against. You know, yeah. Um, I've seen her. She's been in a lot of stuff too. She has she's been. been in that, she's, she she's she, been she has that cadence too. Like she almost sounds like a yeah. Smith sister <laughs> for Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah she's good. Um, yeah, I, I'm I would. I would definitely not. I would say don't don't watch it. <laughs> okay, all right. Like, it's a it. toss up between don't us two. Yeah, because I say I say watch unless it. You want a, unless you want a good laugh, Look, maybe stop watching it after the after the crack scene on the roof. It's just one of those movies. <laughs> just you know, check your head in at the door and just uh, you know, right. you know, th- this is where I insert like Keenan Ivory Wayne's message. You know, th- there's some good messages <laughs> right. in here. You know, you, I, I don't think you could deny that though. I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. There man. are really messages. <laughs> are they good? <laughs> there, are yeah. me- there are messages. Again, like I said, the realism is that there are people yes. playing people in okay. the field behind the camera, in front right. of the camera. So that is real. That did happen. This movie was shot and made and put onto the big screen, and it made good money. I'm assuming. You know, it did. It was the number one movie, right? Yeah. Yes. So, that weekend. Now, right. and it actually, and now it did elevate. Uh, uh, 
um, Morgan Freeman too, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think, well, this is after Driving Miss Daisy, because I know he was known for that on that. I think this was after, yes. Okay, I I believe so. I I feel like so then he's becoming like an iconic actor. Now he's becoming an iconic actor at this point. You know, he's getting he's getting like some some big roles after this. I think. Now, when uh, Mr. Clark and uh, Miss Levias, I feel like it's Levias, when they take Kanisha back to her mother, what do you think about all that scene and you know the the mom breaking down and all that? Did that did that work that's, for you at all? That's one of the yeah, that's one of the better scenes, and okay. I think that it was delivered well with um with all the actors involved. You know, yeah. um, now the the girl, the the younger one, she now she's been in um like she was in the Cosby Show like towards the later years, and she was in a couple other things too since then and i think her acting got better at that point but she's still young here you know a young actress um and the lady playing her mom uh i've seen her in some stuff too but i couldn't quite put my finger on it but she she delivered really well so i think that the dynamic here played well i just feel like for me the the one the one thing about that scene that i just didn't buy is because i'm not buying the whole movie you know by this they already lost me as an audience member at this point but but if I'm gonna just kind of take that in a vacuum and take that scene alone, that was a really that was a good scene amongst everyone involved. So I will give him that. Okay. Uh, another scene I liked, and this is uh, you know another one of those moments. It's it's when all the kids rally and then they go try to you know free Mr. Clark, and you know they're kind of going up against a lady you know who has you know the the, the loudspeaker. And you got a bunch of like you know uh, students chiming in as to what Mr. Clark meant to them, father figure, and and things of that nature. Did that work for you? No, it didn't no. work for me. It just it, yeah, I was not. not you were you already checked out whatever. at this point. I checked out. Yeah, because this and is to close me, to I'm the like, end. Yeah, and it was very convenient that the practice test took longer to get back than the actual test. So whatever. And at that point, that's Hollywood. <laughs> that's basically movie magic. Like we can get our test scores within a day by the magic of movies, as opposed to a practice test score that they can't get for who knows how fucking long. Um, so yeah, and you know who was gonna know that? Who was gonna think that that test score wasn't gonna be high enough? <laughs> Nobody, I don't think. Uh, anyway, so no, it didn't. I already checked out. I was like, I was done with that. I'm like. I'm all, can we just keep him in jail? No, I guess not. Because <laughs> he's going to be the hero at the end. Yeah. Uh, what you call it? The, um, do you remember the character of George? Was that the dude that was wearing the suit too? The 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 kid? The student? Oh, um, kid. He was called Kid or something. Something Kid. Because he had a nickname. I'm not sure if they gave him his full the full name, but I know who you're talking about. The one that got beat beat him up pretty Yeah. The drug dealer dude. Beat okay. Him up pretty There's good. a character named George, and I can't place some uh, you know who which one george was in the movie uh, but it's oh. played by michael imperioli from the sopranos yeah that's yeah that's the one that got kicked out of the, in the on stage okay he was yes. like one of the he was one of the early early like, oh that's um, christopher was, that you was talking yeah. about that's yeah that's christopher I got I'm talking you. About, yeah you see <laughs> i was just going through the name and i recognized yeah. his actor name yeah yeah, 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 cuz yeah. he's been in a few things too you know i mean uh, you, you obviously haven't seen sopranos so you wouldn't know him from there Mm-mm. peter no nope, um, nope. Anyway, but, you know, by the way, you know, HBO, like, has all their old shows on there, just so you know. I mean, you know, whatever. Whenever, sure. whatever year, you know, whatever, when, whenever when you I've, retire from your job. And when you I find the time, more you know, between time, podcasting and time. fathering. Sure, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and watch That's what I The said. Wire. Whenever you, re- whenever you retire, pennies in college, you can actually watch, you can watch The Wire. Uh, so. <laughs> Hopefully I'm still alive. We can talk about it. I think so. I think so. Um, any any last notes of uh, Lean on Me? Because um, it sounds like I still recommend it, and you do not. I know yeah. you were kind of checked out by this moment, but um, that that end scene it it worked for me. And when the okay. the little Latina girl, you know, when she's like, you know, he's like our father. You know, for, some of us don't have fathers. That that it, it hit me. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It got me a little glassy eyed. I, I think I really okay. bought it with those kids. Okay. Yeah, I I can't. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It was so tropey to me. It was just so like stereotypical like oh my god i just couldn't and not saying that certain things don't happen to teenagers in depending on what their status is and what schools they go to you know again i went to a school that didn't have fucking math books by the time i was a senior right where the teacher had to do like like diddle copy i don't know if you what diddle machine is like a cop like old-timey copier or whatever we you know copy by hand where they had to copy the fucking uh like uh stuff for us to do like to do our work and shit you know so I I, I kind of get that of you know I understand being in a city 
and having like budgets cut and whatnot and and lacking certain things you know but i and I've, but to portray this like version of these kids like that i don't know i just it's to me it's like rim from somebody who may have like no idea who these kids were or how they live or whatever to come up with this and it's again kind of like the same thing with like dangerous minds or you know other kind of movies like that it's like okay you know and i get it this is 89 so they're not gonna not do this kind of thing you know like maybe nowadays they won't do it as blatant but it's pretty stereotypical you know i don't know it's just i I don't know i couldn't stop rolling my eyes and so i yeah so so that's again i was checked out halfway through man i was like all right i got my laugh with the roof (laughs) roof scene i'm good (laughs) i think i definitely have more uh, positives than negatives uh, about this movie um you know okay how about this would you welcome a remake where they toned down you know crazy joe clark and you know change the writing of the students and the school i mean yeah but you have to do a whole different movie you know what i mean I would think because the whole point of Crazy Joe Clark is that he's crazy, you know. And then again, I don't know. I, I, the the principal with what with uh, Belushi, I don't know. I remember it being kind of similar to this, you know. It's just a, maybe even a lower grade of movie, if I'm not mistaken. I but guess it's the same thing. It's like you know, like you know, violent ass kids, you know, doing violent ass shit, you know, and all the kids happen. For most of most of the kids happen to be black or brown. So to me, it's like. Uh, I don't, we don't need that anymore, you know? We don't need that anymore. No, we don't. And if if I remember correctly, Jim Belushi even gets uh, beat up in, in, in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah, I, feel, I believe so, too, yeah. yeah. Now, see, the, I guess the, the the reason I would welcome it is because we don't... We're, we're lacking, um, you know, movies like this with a a minority lead. You know, you got Freedom Riders with Hilary Swank. You got Jimmy Just Mines, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, right. You just mentioned the principal, Jim Belushi, right. white. So all, right. all these are like white saviors, you know, for these little, you know, yeah. brown and black kids. So that's where I would like, I'd like to see, well, you know, may, maybe movie, Ryan Coogler, you know, do a version. Yeah. Well, well there's a movie that was made, I mean, with Denzel Washington, The the Great Debaters. Yes. That was a good a black one. Lead. That was, that's a freaking Fa- great family, movie. Really, good family movie. Yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. And, you know, and again, you're still putting in a period, period of time where, you know, there was more blatant. Although I guess we're going back to the more blatant racism. So there you go. Um, I so it's. I think you're right about we do need that kind of thing. You're right with that having the white savior complex or whatnot. whatnot. But then again, you gotta be tread water lightly and be like, well, are we gonna be stereotypical again? Are we gonna be one dimensional with the kind of kids are we getting here? You know what I mean? You know. And I would say that the one thing that got accurate though is the 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 clothing and the hair. <laughs> I, I lived it i know i've seen that so they got that accurate well it was an appeared movie it actually took place in 89 <laughs> exactly I, I hope they got that right <laughs> yeah well you, you know all of these um uh factors uh into making the movie it's a hard balance right i mean john yeah. g oh, Appleton, yeah, sure. great director but uh you know a white man to be directing a movie about minorities was that the best choice you know right um so it's you know it's a it's it was 89. I would, I would put more on the writing. I think I would put more on the writing, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I would say directing too, but I would definitely put a lot on the writing because then, again, they're directing, writing and directing uh, these actors and you're like, so what is your, this is your perception of what you think these kids are. So that already tells me is biased to begin with, you know? Yeah. So not unlike, not unlike the fire chief saying they're animals anyway or whatever the fuck he said, you're pretty much filming it like that. <laughs> That's what you're kind of showing everybody. So okay, that's kind of a kind of a shitty way to look at things, you know, when it comes to kids. So, yeah, that... So, I, I can't recommend it um, uh, in good conscience, Peter, in my 2019 eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, did you like the, the gym scene, you know, where he's, like, jump roping with the kids, Sam's is jump roping next yeah, to was, him? I mean, you that know, was fun. That was kind you of know, fun. That was, that was cute, yeah. Um, I like, we got to show the softer side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a you know cafeteria scene where he he sends some kids to detention because they don't know the school song, um, right? But then you know we also uh, get get them we also get them in the bathroom, you know, uh, singing it differently, you know. So I like right. that too, you know. And um, kudos to the the teacher that rewrote the song. I thought that was interesting. Right. See, that was a scene that didn't work for me because it's like. Oh, she she's going she she's going to get it now because you know Mr. Cluck is is mad. But then he's like, "Oh, I like this newer version. Make sure everybody learns it." Like, what? You know, right, wh- yeah, why was there yeah. like a misdirect for us? You know, what so, was the point? Yeah, there was no point for that. Feel a little cheated right there. Yeah. Yep. 
So, all right, um, the let's check out the ratings that the viewers and the critics gave this movie on IMDb. The viewers gave it a seven point four out of ten, so very favorable. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a sixty nine percent, so uh, it is ripe at sixty nine percent. One of the higher movies uh, as of late, uh, I, I feel uh, right. the ones that we watched. Right. So right. clearly, those are too high for you. <laughs> too high for me definitely yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh, 7.4 i think that's a little high but it's you know if we put them both in percentages that's really you know a matter of 0.5 really uh but right, i would right, say right, right, you know right. run tomato 69 percent sounds about right for me yeah i would uh i would give it a 40 percent okay I, hey that's that's still 4. pretty 4. good 0. yeah Four out of <laughs> it's, it's rotten I'm but only, you know only on on uh acting only on acting that's the only thing i think that's to me, that in the whole scheme of things, is uh, worth anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do four, you like the three point five four? You and I have previously done an episode on another podcast called Music Ate My Brain, where we talked about yes. a a particular sampled um, uh, Club Nouveau song. Now, right, Club Nouveau right. remakes uh, "Lean on Me." Did you, you like that That's version, right. or you like the Bill Withers better? Um, I think I like the Bill Withers better, but I did like that version at the time. Mind you, I was like. 16 or whatever oh yeah it's very 80s too (laughs) so it's definitely 80s so that so there's definitely that caveat of like oh i had an 80s like 80s uh uh, ear for music or whatever yeah so i did like that you know it's a little you know but 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 i still like the bill withers version better even back then you know i just like the club nouveau version also you know yeah I agree. sort of like some people like uh the bananarama version of cruel summer some people like the newer version of cruel summer yeah, it's and, a, yeah, some like and them there's both. A, and there's a lower tier of people who like the Ace of Base version. I mean, no, no shade, no hey, shade. I, I like the Ace of <laughs> no Base version, honestly. <laughs> I, I I like all three of those: the new one, Ace of Base, and Banana Rama. Like all three. <laughs> there's another cover I'll probably have to send you too that I also like. Okay, but, um, okay, you got to send me that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this review. Thank you guys for checking out uh, this episode, uh, Mariana. Where can listeners find you on the social media if they want to agree with you that this movie is not good, right? Or if you want to shout at me, <laughs> <laughs> you said you can put a bullhorn, uh, bullhorn message. Uh, I am at on uh, Twitter at Pop Elefante. That's at P A P A E L E F A N T E. All right. Uh, for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. We got a little group page, too, if you want to follow us there and see everything that I produce. And that will be Podstalgic and Friends on the Facebook. Uh, so that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode. we see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to an original Cortemp Arts Network production. To listen to more Cortemp Arts shows, visit cortemparts.com.